Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerranovaPod. And leave a review, five stars of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cool dog. <laughs> hey, what's going on everybody? Hey, how's it going, Britt? Hey, Kendall. I'm back. I know you're back. I appreciate it. Oh. We lost Jackie for this one. She's she's off doing a bunch of things, but we got Britt here today, and I'm so happy for that. Resident vampire expert of Terranova. Yes. Am yes. I the most frequent guest at this point? I think so. Yeah, you're the first one to number three. Oh we had. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now the, I am now the least frequent host and most frequent <laughs> guest of Terranova. I appreciate it. I love it. I, I thought about putting together like a little. I don't know, calendar thing or something of like the Terra Nova family or some shit. Because <laughs> oh it's just, my God. it's expanding. Like people, we're getting people from all over coming in. And I don't know. I just, I love having guests. It's always fun. I know Jackie <laughs> loves having guests. So I noticed this one she, we were talking, I was talking to her about. So she's going to watch this movie, even though she ain't here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the good thing is we were talking about vampire movie, obviously. I'm your vampire specialist in the Terra Nova cinematic universe. Yes. Um, so one of the good things is, um, given that Jackie and I are typically pretty copacetic about vampire movies, <laughs> she's going to like this movie, which I guess is can be a segue into into the topic of today's episode. <laughs> um, ah, before we even hop into that, though, like, what, what have you been up to? How's everything been since the last time? I think you were last on in, like, December, yeah, for Interview with the Vampires. So what have you been up to since then? Oh, yeah. Um, watch more movies about vampires. Um, you know, like it's what? the winter, so I'm, like, tucked away into my coffin. Um, only in this case, I'm waiting for it to be sunny and warm out. So um, like July, because we're in New York, so you know how our weather is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The number of times I have been to the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, and it's just been torrentially raining all day. Crazy. Like weather is different. Yeah. I thought March was supposed to come in horrible and cold and then end nice. Um, and it was totally the opposite. I went for a jog today and it just started pouring rain. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was going to go out too. And I was like, this weather is bullshit. Every time I consider going out, we get rain, we get something. We get something either it's freezing or something. It seems like it's just kind of bouncing back and forth between freezing or rain. Like just freezing rain. It's yeah, New York weather is unpredictable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the few nice days we had, like a week or two weeks ago at this point, I like had my window cracked, and now I've just had like a post nasal drip for two weeks. So apologies to any listeners out there who um, <laughs> can hear it, and it's killing them. It's all right. They'll, they'll be fine. This our sound <laughs> on this podcast has come a long way from the first episode till now, so I think they could deal with it a little nasally. <laughs> they'll be good. Vocal fry. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hop into the movie. I know we mentioned it yet, but uh, so we're doing what we do in the shadows this week. So this 
this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun this movie is always a blast to talk about and Britt was the one who actually introduced me to it so this is gonna be really funny chat on but I'll, I'll let Britt take us from here before we start hopping into all the nitty-gritty details all right so what we do in the shadows directed and starring and co-written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi um, is a mockumentary style film about the lives of four vampires who live together in an abandoned <laughs> old house in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, what follows is the kind of highs and lows and slice of life comedy as these four very weird old vampires uh, come into contact with modern life and their silly little lives in their silly little house and their silly little outfits. Um, it, it was released in 2014. Um, and you've probably heard about it a lot just in general over these past eight years because it's also been adapted into a TV series um, starring a different group of vampires. But we're going to be focusing on the movie today because it's where it all started. Yeah. So, yeah, first of all, let's start by saying if you recall the uh, if you check the wiki about the canon of Terra Nova, um, Kendall and I uh, were co-workers at, a long time ago <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, we sat next to each other. Yeah. When we sat next to each other and we talk about movies all the time, usually around three or 4 PM when like everyone's attention span is shot, um, <laughs> we talk about movies and stuff. So I was telling him about what we do in the shadows. He was like, Oh, that sounds really cool. I'll check it out. I was fully expecting him to like rent it and watch it. No, <laughs> he goes to like a pirate streaming site, pulls up <laughs> what we do in the shadows. And then like, just, has it up on his computer screen as he is working. <laughs> hey, it was an effective day of work. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, it is. A, I mean, it's so funny and it comes from the dialogue. So yeah. um, it like it can totally be a movie you multitask to. But I was just aghast because it was like the first time I watched a movie, like I like I make it into like a special date night like <laughs> in comparison i'm like i'm sitting there i'm in the dark i have a snack like i am fully focused on a movie <laughs> and there's this guy who's just he's just he's got photoshop open he's probably photoshopping somebody from like whatever tv some show genre, <laughs> whatever tv show was at the time i don't know if we should say what tv shows we worked on um <laughs> But, uh, and it's just in this little window of this pirate site, he's exiting, he's exiting pop-ups, um, he's closing, <laughs> like, weird pop-overs, and he's just like, yeah, good movie, really funny. And it was, it, it was, yeah. <laughs> I know, that is kind of funny, because that is exactly how it happened, I really just, like, just straight up pulled it up at work, like, I'm not gonna wait till I get home, I'm gonna look at it now, and just, <laughs> and watch it, because, I don't know, I, I like, Britt always recommends stuff that I like, so whatever she's like, you should check out this thing. I'm like, cool, I'll check it out, and I, and I just I know I end up liking it nine out of ten times. So I pulled it up, and I was like, oh, I'm ready to get my life on at work. Like that's my favorite thing as well during the workday in general. <laughs> like putting on stand up or something funny while I'm working, just so I'm like, you know, not so over serious about the thing I'm working on, and I could just kind of laugh about life. And this that movie, this movie was just perfect to put on for me. Like it was my first time seeing it, but it's it's hilarious. It's as a fan of vampire, just hilarious. I think even if I wasn't a fan of vampires, movie would still be funny because it just it doesn't really require you to know a lot about vampires to understand it. It's like pretty like it's it sticks to the I guess you could say mythos in a lot of ways, but it's just you don't have to be like a historian of some sort of the topic of vampires to truly enjoy it. But it 
it does feel a little bit more special when you do it. So that, that's why I like this movie. It's just it's just a colorful cast. They're just wild and wacky. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie that like if you're a nerd about uh, like vampire fiction like me, you see that they really know and appreciate like the eras of vampire in like popular culture like um you know obviously peter looks like nosferatu (laughs) viago is like uh he's a 17th century dandy and he's very fussy um (laughs) you know vladislav the poker is your your classic lad dracul um and then deacon is there's a lot of debate over like what kind of vampire quote-unquote deacon is but it seems like the consensus is he's kind of an homage to like 80s 90s vampires like lost boys and blade and he just like is a cool bad boy vampire um and then nick of course is yeah yeah and i feel like he he definitely reminds me kind of of like especially like the bad guy vampires in blade and underworld like Mm -hmm. he's kind of got like the it's like kind of historic clothes but like there's a lot of like leather pants and stuff yeah i wonder if his uh, this could be just me guessing but i wonder if it's like his name was a homage to like Deacon Frost or something from Blake. His movie comes out way. Oh out. my god! You're <laughs> totally right. It's it's right there. He kind of has the it's same the hair right too. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that just clicked with me. But he kind of has a similar look as well. Sounded, I knew it sounded familiar, but it I I have never watched these movies like back to back with each mm-hmm. other. I'm like I'm in the mood for a vampire movie, and then I watch a vampire movie, and then like. <laughs> I don't actually constantly watch vampire stuff. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep, yep. I just, that just clicked <laughs> to me. Once you started mentioning Blade and his look, and I was like, oh, that is a good... That's probably him. And he has, he has pretty much the exact same haircut that that dude had when he played Deacon Frost. So, yeah. It totally feels accurate. It feels right. He's, <laughs> they're there great. we go. The cast is great. Like, yeah. This movie, the cast is so good. This movie is like way funnier than it should be. I know they're aiming for comedy, but you know, sometimes you expect a chuckle or two, but some of this you just kind of just, all you can do is just laugh out loud or just kind of smile like a parent watching their child do something goofy. <laughs> like the movie, yeah. There's a lot of moments like that. Like from the, mo- from the very beginning of the movie, like when they introduced Peter, who is Nasaratu, it's just funny. Like, cause his name isn't spelled <laughs> like regular Peter, like, you know, like Peter Parker or anything like that. But like, then they show you who he is and it's fucking Nasaratu. It's like this ghoulish looking monster. And you're just like, how's yeah. his name Peter? <laughs> <laughs> like how do we Peter. get here? <laughs> uh yeah i i love it it's um if you've ever seen any of the mockumentaries christopher guest has made um much like those uh, what we do in the shadows is mostly improv like uh my tt and clement yeah they you know they like had a basic idea and it was based on a short film they had made together like 10 years previous uh, so they, like, had general ideas of where scenes should go, but the only, like, truly scripted scene is when Viago's on the Skype call with his familiar because Taika yeah. <laughs> needed to be able to, like, say the lines in German. But other than that, it's, like, improv. It's just, like, well, I guess to explain, um, you would probably recognize the name Jermaine Clement because he was one half of Flight of the Concords. Um Yes, I, mean, Which I think you was, were about that before. I probably was. It sounds like my my white girl taste. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a comedy musical comedy duo. He and um, ooh, 
The other guy's name is Brett, but because they're from New Zealand, they pronounce it Brit. Um, I don't <laughs> remember chance. his last name. So Jermaine and Brett um, were these two New Zealand um, musicians uh, living in New York City. And it was um, a beloved kind of like cult comedy series. And then Taika Waititi, obviously, you know his name because he's got an Oscar nomination. Yep. He directs for Marvel. He's always just on a million projects now, which is very cool to see that his career has really blossomed from what we do in the shadows specifically. Uh, just doing really cool stuff and bringing a kind of unique eye to whatever he touches. Yeah, for real. Like even uh, like Thor Ragnarok was like, it's a really good movie, but you can, you can definitely see touches of him throughout like the entire movie. Everything from what feels like even Jeff Glow- um, Goldblum's character Korg, mm. the co- the way the comedy kind of is in that movie, like it just it all feels like him. And I remember like when Thor Ragnarok even came out, I was honestly mostly excited because he was directing it. Like not that I have anything in Thor, yeah. it's just knowing that he was attached to it and how much I enjoyed what we do in the shadows. I was like, I'm gonna give this a try just because of that alone. <laughs> yeah, I was already really burned out on Marvel movies. Um, yeah. seeing he was directing it. Um, also, I think that extremely awesome trailer with Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, uh, mm-hmm. I think did a lot to get me to want to watch the movie, which is crazy because I have this super vivid memory of when the like official logo dropped, like a bunch of people at my job were like, Brit, what do you think of this logo? Isn't it bad? And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> we've worked together for years, but apparently you think that the only personality a graphic designer has is saying things look bad which is like not come on man like that's whack i know as a field we're not really past doing that as like a personality trait but like come on graphic designers have more opinions than that and for what it's worth knowing that thor ragnarok was called thor ragnarok which means it was adapting a like pretty much the most beloved storyline that was written in the 80s and is super 80s like style artwork and stuff i'm like yeah no this like weird 80s like video game like super shiny font is Mm -hmm. actually perfect for this movie and i'm excited to see what it means because the styling makes me more interested in it than i have been yeah totally i uh for those of you don't know uh brit is also a huge comic fan <laughs> i found out not just from work or her but the tons of stories she would tell me about her experiences going into comic stores and either dealing with annoying people who thought she didn't know as much as they did or just like what so many different issues which and i'm sure any woman who's familiar with going to buy comics or even try to even part of that culture has some experience well if you're online and like too much knowledge about comics people oh people do, do some guys will just look at women who are interested in that field crazy which is really funny i forgot uh, there was a really good example of that like i think like a few years ago i think uh, uh i can't remember if it was moon Knight or something but uh this this woman i can't remember her name i can't remember the author's name but she wrote a comment about some character and then someone was just like well based on the lore you, you you're not accurate like it needs to be like this and she was like i i literally wrote for the character like my name is on the book <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> i know everything about this character i can't remember the example exactly but it was just really funny so yeah. yeah, I feel like I remember that happening, too. I'm sure that happens actually a lot uh, yeah. with women who, especially who write for Marvel and DC, the, like, two big companies, like, being told they're wrong, but they're the ones who established that character trait. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, sounds sounds about right for comics, but hey, let's <laughs> who cares about comics? You're right. Let's talk about vampires. Let's talk more about yeah. Let's talk about what we do in the shadows more. Yeah, Forrest, Who's your who's your favorite roommate out of all of them? What flat be out of all of them? Who's your favorite? Oh man. Okay. Do I go by like funniest quips? I don't know. My two favorites are definitely Vladislav and Diago. I feel like <laughs> uh, I like to call this look dead but delicious. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There is a part of me that loves Diago because he's so like prissy. I love when yeah. they're watching the totally unexplained like dance number that Deacon does and Viago's just sitting there and he's set out a picnic blanket and he's like <laughs> holding a little teacup that he's sipping blood out of. I love his whole deal. Um but oh <laughs> Vladislav is so good too like welcome to my torture chamber. Like he's so fun. <laughs> he's equally fun. The whole the whole uh storyline with the beast is like the yeah. funniest part of the movie. Yeah, that was, that was too good. It was just like, the, it was like, what is the beast? The whole time he don't explain to you, and it turns out it's his ex-girlfriend. That's just so good. Yeah. Just, just, and just, <laughs> he's like, she prefers love... to be called Pauline, but I call it a beast. Assholes. <laughs> um, it's just going to be me like saying these lines in silly accents. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's so Don't good. call me asshole. Don't call me beast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, I, also, I love them. I also just love like i love me a running joke and i just love that every time they say the beast they like cut to like you know like pans over like you know medieval manuscript monster illustrations <laughs> yeah. with the like oh like oh that's just that's like the oldest trick in the comedy book but it's so funny every time yeah it just it just works it, it works so well like I, I feel like all the jokes got to hit for me honestly like I love, like I said, I, I I love all the roommates as well. Like, I, I guess if I had to go with a favorite, I'd probably go with Peter. I just like that Peter never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Peter had no words for anyone, but everyone, but Peter understood, and they understood where Peter was coming from with everything he did. Like, even when yeah. they were joking, because I think, if I recall, I think at the beginning, Deacon says that Peter was the one who bit him. Mm-hmm. And Peter's sitting there while he's talking about it, just nodding his head like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah. sound comes out and, <laughs> but and he's, he's just, been best yeah. friends ever since yeah yeah i also I love, love the, um the i just love the opening sequence too when viago is waking up and like kind of going through the house to get everybody together for a house mm-hmm. meeting and um he's just kind of like pizza um you don't have to come but we're having a house meeting um <laughs> and then it kind of cuts to them being like well where's peter and it's like Peter's a thousand years old. He's not coming to this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like the senior citizen in the house, basically. Yeah. But also kind of the weird friend. It's like a really awesome combination. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, I love all the, like, like, cute, like, photos they took as a group together that has them all, like, mm-hmm. different eras of clothing. It's very charming. Um, it seems like it was a really fun... I mean, I'm sure improvising a movie and ending up with like hundreds of hours of footage that part wasn't fun but it seems like the props and costume uh type stuff was probably super fun to work on just because they got to do the photo they probably got to do photo shoots of them and all the different like types of costumes and whatnot 
but there's there's some Photoshop that doesn't that uh, doesn't hold up to the years. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. But they definitely made it work. Like, and just that idea of them improvising the movie—it just sounds so crazy to me. Like, I I I know people who've done improv. I never really asked them too heavily about the process or stuff like that. But I couldn't imagine what it was what it would be like to do that for a movie. Like the movie. Yeah. kind of has to go somewhere at the end of the day so it's but i guess that's maybe the upside to it being a mockumentary it doesn't like need like a big bad or anything like that it just kind of needs to show you a day in your life maybe it's easy to improvise yeah. something like that yeah i think one of i think the reason why it works even though it doesn't have the most like pressing circumstances driving a plot is that there is this really good core of it being about like human connection um, which sounds yeah. like super cheesy to say out loud, but I think it really works uh, how they all kind of adore Stu, Nick's friend, and he's just like <laughs> yeah. this normal guy hanging out with wacky vampires. Um, and Viago's little love story, I think, uh, so cute, really kind of brings it all home emotionally for the story because uh, it's just super sweet and genuine and you know he finds his long lost love and she's a 96 year old lady and he <laughs> turns her so they can live together anyway yeah it's so it's, it is really sweet like Stu was great Stu cracked me up like i oh love my God. i love the moment he gets introduced they're all like nick i hate nick they basically like nick is annoying <laughs> like he's he's an deacon straight up was like he's an asshole he's, he's a douchebag he's annoying like, but Stu is great. Everyone's like, Stu is awesome. He's showing them Everybody all of these cool things. <laughs> he's showing them how to use the internet. And he's just like, now you click pictures and then you can see pictures of versions. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, it's so good. When he shows them like video of the sunrise and they're like, whoa. <laughs> Which of course is like the setup much later in the movie where uh, Vladislav is like, mad and doesn't want to go to the party and he's just like leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet <laughs> what, like, are what are you bidding, bidding on, on? <laughs> i'm a bidding table. on a table <laughs> <laughs> oh man this movie is just insane uh, like I, I i would really love to see how they went through the process of doing this because it is it's kind of like it definitely sounds like something where a bunch of friends were just watching vampire movies and they were just like yo some aspects of this shit is just funny if you do it in the right way and then he just kind of leaned into it like all the jokes about showing you how old they are like they're all hundreds of years old and then the yeah. jokes about the servants so like jackie had me cracking up the whole movie like i feel bad for her but it's hilarious how they play <laughs> <laughs> did you catch um one of the times when deacon comes to the house and she like tells her kids to like get away from the weird man um did you notice that her daughter is named akasha oh i didn't catch that yeah that's so, awesome she named her daughter akasha which is just like a that is like so it's one of those details like that that's like oh this is why this movie is so good because there's just so much happening even if it's not the focus of the scene yeah for real it's it's awesome jackie cracked me up like for real she had me dying like i love that they first introduced her and he and deacon is telling all the things you want he's like yeah i want a i want a woman uh, much younger than you, like, <laughs> like oh, I want a, a man too. She's like, I could get both. Okay, get both. Like, she's like, what the hell? Like, yeah, this is how he goes about asking for stuff. 
And then they're yeah, like kind of doing like. ordering it like, it's like, oh, you want fries with that? Yeah, I'll take an extra dude with my yeah. version. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kind of show, they show Jackie's life almost like an episode of like, of like, like real world or something. The way they cut through it. And she's just like, yeah, you know, I've been to server for a while and I'm hoping to one day get a turn of life. And they just show her doing laundry and shit and <laughs> cleaning up. <laughs> He's just like, this looks miserable. Yeah. 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 Well, no spoilers for the TV series, but one of the main characters in the TV series is a is a long-suffering familiar. Oh, really? And he's like, yeah, it's so good. He's like, it was originally supposed to be a small part, but the story goes that they like auditioned Harvey Guillen, and he made such a huge impression mm-hmm. that the next day, um, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi themselves like called him up to say, like, you're cast, and also like, this part is yours to make your own and we're going to be writing it bigger because we liked so much what you did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like he's, he's, it's, it's a very, it's another ensemble cast. Um, very good show. Um, slightly different feel. I think the show is a little more cynical than the movie just because it's more episodic. So you kind of, see the characters doing more and it's not like this kind of meandering like mockumentary situation it's still Mm -hmm. a mockumentary but it's like episodic tv so it's written with like a beginning middle and end yeah small Um, plot lines and stuff per episode yeah so there's more kind of like bickering and uh kind of because you eventually see much you spend much more time with the characters so you kind of see things more and they're not resolved mm-hmm. as neatly as they would be in a movie. Um, that said, it's also a super great show. I just think that in comparison to the film, the film is a little, a little more sweet natured. Oh, okay. And they, they, the cast is a little different too, right? They also, that's what, what uh, Matt Berry is in there. Matt oh, Monty Matt Barry in it. <laughs> Matt Berry. So such an underrated genius. <laughs> He's so good. And everything, he's great. He's in every he's so fucking good. thing. I found an interview with him that came out, um, I'd say about a year ago, prob- possibly less time than that. And it turns out he never like went to acting school. He just was working in like, you know that like theme restaurant, Jekyll and Hyde? I've heard of it. So basically he was an actor in like a Jekyll and Hyde type restaurant. And he just would like be doing really like a goofy cheesy acting for like patrons um <laughs> and that's how he honed his style and it turns out it creates matt berry which is incredible <laughs> yeah he's um i can't think of a bad thing i've ever seen him in of course the it crowd which is the first thing i've seen him in and me and you joke about yeah. the it crowd every chance we get because that show is just so fucking good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Show, he's amazing in that show Still one of the funniest yeah. episodes of television I probably ever see was that episode where he did, he went on a date with that reporter. Funniest shit. God. Oh god, and they broke the internet like that. That show is just we we, we can talk about that forever. That show is so fucking good. Yeah. But even like, like it was but, a, a a random one-off movie that I saw him in that was good too. It was like him, Craig Robinson, Audrey Plaza. It was called something like La Fufu's One Night Show or something like that. And he was really huh. good in that as well. It was like it's a really weird movie, but it's on Netflix. It's like Craig Robinson plays like this almost like magician type figure that never talks, but has like these amazing shows. And for some reason, and like Audrey Plaza's character is like in love with him because I think they used to date in high school or something. And he's like the one that got away. 
So she like stalks him to his show so she can meet him again. And Matt Berry kind of plays like his like handler <laughs> that makes sure everything oh. goes right in his life. It's really funny. It's like really, really funny movie. Oh, cool. You know, it's so funny because you mentioned Aubrey Plaza and Matt Berry and I and <clears throat> Jermaine Clement and Aubrey Plaza were in this show called Legion. Um, which is oh, technically yeah. a Marvel spinoff, but it has it doesn't really like try very hard to tie into like the Marvel movie franchise. I think mm-hmm. Professor X gets like a shout out at the end of season one or something. Um, yeah. But Jermaine Clement is in it, and he is styled in this like super seventies way. And I straight up thought he was Matt Berry at first until I heard the New Zealand accent. <laughs> um. So, because because Matt Berry's kind of whole look and vibe is like. 70s guy um and yeah kind of. so it so it this is kind of more of an aside than anything but yeah like you know this kind of constellation of of people have been kind of like swirling around each other and working together for quite some time so it's really cool um but i guess to get back to the to like what we do in the shadows of the show like uh so it's a completely different cast of vampires including matt Berry. Mm-hmm. And some other like kind of veteran comedy actors, which is uh, which is great. They're all super funny. Um, and instead of being in New Zealand, they are living on Staten Island. <laughs> That's the change during Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're vampires on Staten Island. Now I've got some friends from Staten Island, as anyone who lives in the New York area does. Um, and I actually most of them. Ref- are like it's one of those things where it's going to be so local that i'm going to know when they make like weird lore mistakes so i can't watch it Mm -hmm. because it's going to drive me insane if they get things wrong and which fair respect like i can't read anything about new jersey and i'm super judgmental about stuff set in new york (laughs) these days like there's an anime that everyone said i would love but it's like set in new york in the 2000s and i like tried watching it and man i could not hang there's just too much wrong with it Oh, what? What setting? Just everything about it was wrong. Like type of things they were trying to yeah. show. Yeah, it was just. It was yeah. It was it was. I just couldn't handle it. It was like I'm too close to this. I can't. I can't enjoy this. I'm just seeing all the things that are extremely weird and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that is to say, if you're not from Staten Island, you'll adore the show. Um, and even then, my one of my friends from Staten Island did eventually watch it because it turns out. It's super fucking funny. And you, you know, you should try to see if you can hang before saying you can't hang. <laughs> well, it's Staten Island. Uh, most people don't care about that. <laughs> There's people from New York, so they're just like, I'll watch it. I don't even care. Oh, man, the most successful thing that's come out of Staten Island, as far as I recall, is the Wu-Tang Clan. And that's <laughs> called Staten Island Shaolin. But other than that, uh, I don't think nobody get too hung up on Staten Island. Like, of all places in New York, ain't nobody get hung up on Staten Island. So I think they can watch the show and not feel tied to the accuracy of it. Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, that is entirely just, I have friends who are, like, local to Staten Island who, like, have mentioned mm-hmm. this to me. Uh, this is in no way a non-recommendation of the what we do in the Shadow Show. It's super funny. Um, it's absolutely wild it's it's so many more hours of like of funny vampire entertainment you gotta check it out um and they also get a ton of insanely cool guest stars like mark hamill was on it oh wow yeah wow mark hamill nick kroll 
Um, the what we do in the shadows film characters make a quick cameo as their um, characters. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton shows up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's not like they're really swinging for the fences. And. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I know there's it. a lot of. <laughs> I know there's a lot of blade jokes, and I know. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot. Yeah, it, much like the movie, like the show is very aware of like vampires and pop culture, and in fact, um, the familiar character I mentioned when, when we started on this tangent, mm-hmm. um, Guillermo, he is working for a vampire because he loves vampires and wants to be one, and uh, there's like. You know, in the opening credits, they do this kind of collage of, like, photos and memorabilia with these characters, much like mm-hmm. in the film. Um, and there's like, fo- there's, like, photos of him as a teenager. I don't know if they took real photos of him as a teenager dressed as a vampire, or if they just got, like, a kid who could conceivably be um, Harvey Guillen, but younger, and dressed him up in, like, cheap vampire fangs and, like, <laughs> the classic black and red cape. But, yeah, it's, like, all in there. It's so cute. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome, man. That's great, Wesley Snipes. All right, all right. That's good. Yeah, I, I mean, it's they... like a, it's like practically like one second long, but he's in there. It's in there. You know, he, they swung for the fences with with uh, guest stars. Yeah, the fact that they just even acknowledge like the lore of like this wor- kind of the world of vampires is fucking awesome that they could like pull in all of these characters. I, I just I always find it fascinating. In movies and in shows, whenever like that universe references other things that are somewhat related, like I just find that so yeah. cool. Like, like, like I think it would be whack in my opinion if like a movie like just randomly references like a pop culture moment for me, unless it's something really specific to like that culture. I'll be like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't really care about that. But like, if it's like like in this one, it's a vampire movie, and they even made a reference to Blade, even in the movie where like when they're getting ready for the uh, the unholy masquerade. <laughs> And uh, Viago, he dresses up as Blade, and they're just like, "That's not good taste." He's like, "What? What do you mean?" He's like, "That's that's the, you can't do that. You can't do that." <laughs> and it seemed like one part of it was like, "You can't do that because you're a vampire hunter." And another part of it was also like, "Well, you don't look like him." <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like the vampires and what we do in the shadows are really up on their like vampire pop culture because um, they do the like jewelry eating worms uh, scene yeah, from the, the Lost, Lost Boys, Boys thing, <laughs> which is also one of my favorite movies um it is which it's absolutely delight um and uh oh what else there's a couple other like oh um and then vladislav's outfit at the unholy masquerade his like weird hair bumps are like the Mm -hmm. inspired by like the bram stoker's dracula film from the 90s with gary oldman yeah, his hair is styled like that, but I think in I think the Gary Oldman version is like much bigger and ridiculous. Yep, it definitely um, was. And he was a lot paler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they had you know that costume designer was by Eiko Ishioka, so it was you know like way in the realm of the fantastical in comparison to like <laughs> dudes living in a flat share in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, definitely, definitely. I, I like yeah. how the this movie really gets into the world of even other creatures too, like the werewolves, their interaction with the werewolves and the zombies and all that. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. What are we? Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> I, I didn't catch it the first time I saw the movie, so seeing it this time, that just caught me off guard. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my god, so good. Um, and the zombie, I love how the zombie was basically trying to like 
break down all the like misconceptions about zombies. He's just like, yeah, you know, we just I don't have to do the whole arms thing. Like, Ugh, you know, I just we walk slow. We walk slow, so you know it's it's kind of hard to catch somebody. <laughs> and then he, and then even when he saw his friends, the other two zombies, and he introduced them. And uh, Viago was shaking their head with the napkin because, you know, they're zombies. And he was just like, hey, man, stop with the groaning. Like, you don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, really cool. Yeah, it's really interesting that all of the supernatural creatures are like, I am going to take this time in this documentary to explain why the stereotypes aren't true. (laughs) Yeah. Even the way, oh, remember when he met the werewolves, he was like, "Won't you guys go like lick your balls or something?" And he was like, "We don't lick our balls; we lick each other's balls." It's a greeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck? I also love that they established that like the werewolves are all like just normal dudes. Like they are just dudes. They're wearing jeans. They're wearing regular shirts and jackets, and, shit. and they have normal facial hair. Um, and then the vampires are like walking around in their silly little frilly shirts and uh mm-hmm. like military jackets and stuff just trading insults and up until nick shows up not have not being very successful at being cool vampires Word for sure yeah they were they were just it's funny though because how much of an asshole they are the werewolves because like the werewolves are just i feel like they're borderline like really nice and kind it's just like the vampires yeah. are just kind of like fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah the I feel like the vampires really instigated the whole situation. Like, the werewolves <laughs> seem to just be like, you know, Reese Darby being a very bossy leader werewolf um, mm-hmm. aside. Like, they're just trying to have a good time. Yeah, they're here to chill. Yeah. And every time the vampires come by, they just like, oh, we smell them. Like, you guys smell hoodies. And I don't, I don't think any of the werewolves were at the ball either. So it's like, are they like the scum of the community? And people just don't really care about them? Yeah, I mean, I guess they just smell that bad. <laughs> but compared to zombies, there are zombies. At the <laughs> I mean, I guess a, the smell of a rotting corpse is less bothersome than wet dog. Because let me tell you, my my mom's <laughs> little ten pound dog, um, she's a little cutie patootie. But when she gets wet, she does reek. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and they're supposed to do a spinoff or something, right? Or possibly a spinoff about the werewolves. Yeah, I I saw mention of that, and I remember it being talked about kind of back when the movie came out. But I don't, I know they've done because they've done the What We Do in the Shadows show, and then they've also done um, a show that has never been released in the states. It's called Wellington Paranormal, and it's about like yeah, that's on HBO Max. Oh, it is. I need to check mm-hmm. that out then. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know if they're just regular police officers finding paranormal things in Wellington or if they are specifically like the paranormal police in Wellington. Um, I watched uh, half of the first episode. It seemed like they're more so regular people encountering it because I think like the first episode they encountered like some little girl or something who's possessed. And they're like trying to talk to her, and she's just wilding the fuck out. And they're just so confused by it. They're like, "What is, what is wrong with her?" Like they watch the negotiation tape, like they watch the video, and she's like running on the walls and shit. And they're just like, "Well, that's odd." Oh, <laughs> like, the like, very straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of like police meeting the paranormal, that scene is so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> when uh, all the basically like, it, and this is like. 
I guess the, some of the most plot-driven moments of the movie, Nick is turned into a vampire, and he's walking around the town of Wellington being like, I'm a vampire, you know, like Twilight, like that's me. <laughs> um, and uh, gets the attention of a real vampire hunter who breaks into the house, and um, by leaving the window open, um, uh, Peter is able to defend himself against the vampire hunter, but then gets hit by sunlight and burns up in flames. Deacon being very emotionally attached to Peter because Peter is his like vampiric sire, like attacks Nick. I have like written down in my notes, like I'll kill you. I'm already (laughs) dead. (laughs) They're fighting. That's happening. And then the police are called because of the ruckus. So here's the thing. Nick and Deacon are like fighting and flying around the house and like bouncing off the walls. And then the doorbell rings. Viago goes all the way downstairs to answer the door to let the cops in for it and to like let them look around they walk all the way back upstairs <laughs> and nick and deacon are still frozen midair where they have been fighting they had like a full like two minutes to like <laughs> float to the floor and like walk into other rooms if they needed to and instead they're just like hanging frozen in place <laughs> And the whole thing was already funny the whole time, but watching this movie for whatever number of time I've seen, this is the first time I've realized they have so much time to, to like get down, but instead they're just frozen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so stupid. Yeah, that that tells you how much how dumb it is, but how like comedically hilarious that is because it's like i love having when he's walking him up the stairs he goes you are not going to see anything abnormal and then he like he kind of has like the real world moment where he's like talking to the cameraman and he's just like yeah so i like hypnotized them but i'm not as good as the other guy so hopefully it doesn't wear off and like the whole scene you're just hoping it doesn't wear off in a, at the most inconvenient moment because there are like bodies burnt in the basement there's just all these things in the house that are yeah, clearly they- strange <laughs> They see the dead vampire hunter, and they're like, look at this guy. He's not having a good time. Get him on a couch. (laughs) Give him a blanket. Why are you letting your friend sleep in the basement? Yeah. Yeah, even when they're in the kitchen, they're pointing at the wall, and they're like, oh, shit. Like, what are they pointing at? And he's just like, hey, you don't have a smoke alarm. That's the problem here. You need to have a smoke alarm. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, oh. (laughs) And I love that when they're leaving the basement, the police, um, I mean, Pete Deacon's, He's like, okay, can we kill them now? And then Vlad is just like, hold on. They might give us more safety tips first. (laughs) Oh, man. How about when the first come in and Viago's like, um, he's like, you know, like, we can't, like, have this keep happening and have the police being called because then that might attract Christians, which is the last thing we need in this house. (laughs) It's so good, so good, man. It's it's you know what? That's probably why the improv the improv improvising has to be why this movie is just so funny. Like I don't know if you could write some of this stuff that they were even saying yeah. to be like played out as well as they were saying it because it was just it's just dumb subtle shit that's just like really funny. Like even the thing that I don't know why it caught me off guard and made me laugh hard, but even the part where like where Nick when they when they when uh when they turned when he turned Nick. But, like, uh, you know, he's running out the house when he's still human because they tricked him and everything. 
<laughs> and he, he gets out the house and he's running away and they're chasing after him and then you just go ah and it's like peter grabbed him and everyone's like oh man like peter got him oh poor guy it's like it's like what do you, mean, poor guy? you all planned on eating him but i guess they look at peter like no he's really going to eat you like he's not going to have conversations <laughs> with you he's just here to feed i mean you've seen the, that dude's mouth like look at all those <laughs> yeah that's it looks deep. crazy that's not like a you know, like anyone else's like tasteful little incisors, like uh no, not incisors, uh let's just say fangs. Like everyone else is like tasteful little fangs, and then Peter's just like a fucking angler fish. Yeah. <laughs> the angriest one you ever see. And you know what else is another just like mwah, iconic scene? Is Which one? after the after the whole like Peter Vampire Hunter fight scene is when they do a trial for Nick. Oh, yeah. And it starts with Viago being like, problems we have with Nick. Um, <laughs> and then they go through the silly list of like some of the serious things he does. And then it's like, where's the same jacket as Deacon? Um, and then they they like do the shame ritual. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Bad vampire, shame. <laughs> oh. I love how they're just like, you have to leave here. You will not be our roommate indefinitely. He's like, indefinitely? That's like a long time. It's a very long time. How long? Is like tomorrow? Six months? He was like, no, not tomorrow. At least six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's, not, if it's not definite, how long could it be? Um... <laughs> yeah. That whole scene is pretty great. I love it. It's just like, you have to leave here forever. Like, we're not going to talk to you anymore. He's like, your first first thing you did, first problem is you you brought humans here. We don't, we don't live with humans, but... But Stu is cool. We like Stu. Stu's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how they like kicked Nick out and they were like, Stu can stay though. <laughs> yeah. You can visit anytime you like, man. <laughs> like, they really yeah. just took it to Stu. Yeah. And this makes me realize that like they're never particularly nice to Nick and they don't seem to get on with him very well, but he still kind of is like hanging out with them, which makes me think Stu might be his only friend. I think so. I think so. Because even when he was a vampire, even when he showed uh, Nick later at the, the masquerade ball, and, like, now Jackie's there, she's a vampire. And, but it doesn't seem like he really had, like, his own entourage of friends. It just seemed like it was, like, Stu. That was, like, it. And then I guess Jackie was just there because he turned her. Yeah, yeah. Was it ever, like, it's it just that, like, Deacon's a dick, and that's why he didn't turn her, right? Like, it never really comes up, like, his real explanation. I know Jackie, like, ha- gets to have a little rant about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, yeah, he never specifies. Yeah, he's just, you know, honestly, it's like probably a huge pain in the ass to get a replacement because now you got to find somebody else who will, like, keep your secret and not sell you out and do all your, like, fucking chores in the daylight. Yeah, I got the gist that he just he just wanted somebody to do all of his chores. Like, he just wanted a slave, like, outright. He didn't want yeah. somebody he had to eventually turn. And even with yeah. uh, Viago, the same thing. Because remember when Viago talks to one of his old servants and his servant gets mad? He's like... I did nothing with my whole life. I was waiting for you to turn me. Now I'm 90 something years oh. old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, end, end call, end, end this, end this. How, how, do, how do I quit this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's like the most, one of the most awkward scenes in the film, and that makes it one of the funniest because Iago has like no social skills. Oh, man. When he tries to kill the girl and he like hits an artery and it just sprays everywhere. Oh, my God. And it's so dark, too, because he's, like, literally asking her, like, so what do you do with, like, what do you do? And she's like, well, I'm thinking of going to university and then traveling the world. And he's just kind of like, uh-huh, 
as he's like trying to set up the sucker blood and it's just oh it's so funny because just oh it's so good he's just so uncomfortable with like any kind of conversation he's just not ready it's it's kind of ridiculous like and he's just like oh my god i'm doing something horrible to this person right now um oh it's it's so funny that he's one of he's not really competent being a cold-blooded killer like he gets there but he doesn't he's i'm assuming that that whole complaint he had about his white couch having been turned red by spilled (laughs) blood i think that was his fault because let me tell you him setting those newspapers down did not solve any problems it really didn't and i love that he tried to talk to them about it at the beginning and was just like okay you guys need to put down towels or paper towels before you do this and then even Vlad is just like, paper what towels. Kind of, like, what, is- <laughs> what kind of vampire puts down newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you? Hey, I will say, though, like, the way he, like you mentioned already, where he bit the girl's neck and the blood just came flying out. That kind of makes me, that kind of just made me wonder, ever since I saw that scene, which I think the first time I saw this movie was like four years ago, that it just kind of made me wonder ever since then, like, is this the reason why in movies they always show somebody just like bite the person's wrist or something? Because otherwise, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you get a vein, uh, I imagine I imagine some of the like highly pressurized blood was for comedy. But yeah, I imagine an artery <laughs> is like gonna be a little messier because it's pumping out. Um, oh man, I was he gonna was say ready. something else about that. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, I wanted to bring up because we're talking about the blood, and obviously that involves the special effects and having the squib mm-hmm. and um, all that stuff. Uh, that makes me think, like, you want to talk about like the one like super scary scene in the film, which is the chase scene. Oh, with it chasing Nick. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, it's like actually like it, the intensity just kind of comes out of nowhere and it's super funny and super wacky while all still also being like a really kind of like uh like oh terrifying. what's the word for it yeah it's terrifying especially when um they start like breaking the laws of physics and like popping out of nowhere yeah and then cat. the gag with the Ethan coming out of the backpack <laughs> And, and Vlad, he could turn into pet. He could turn into any animal. But he can't oh my god! Right. <laughs> the cat with the the cat with the face is unironically one of the scariest in the film. That would be terrifying if like that would be terrifying. Like watching it, we could laugh because we know this shit is fake. But if you was in that situation, you'd lose your mind. Like he's looking out the window. This dude floats up to the fucking window. He opens the door yeah. to run away. Then he sees Viago in the other room, biting the girl's neck, and blood is splashing everywhere. Like that would be terrifying <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and then some dude fucking comes out of your own backpack. <laughs> yeah, that would be like fucking my, terrifying. I'm sorry, that's like my favorite gag in the movie. It's like simultaneously the scariest scene, but just Deacon coming out of the backpack is so funny. Yeah, it's just so weird and wacky. Like it really makes you wonder how you set something like that up because it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just so insane because it's funny, but it's kind of scary. It, it it just they walk that line really well with this movie. They really do. Like they just find like a nice way of like kind of combing over the craziness of a lot of the shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like Nick being eaten by Peter, like that could have kind of been scary because you're like, oh my god, like Peter isn't joking. Like kind of like Javiago is like like not knowing what he's doing. Peter's just fucking him up. But they're, the fact that they joke about it, like, oh, man, like, oh, we feel bad for him, too. Like, that sucks. It kind of just, like, smooths yeah. over how dark the moment is. 
And then even when like uh when Stu gets eaten by the werewolves, you're just like, oh yeah. shit, like he got fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, they find a way the to like camera getting it. knocked over and stuff, yeah. Yeah, they find a nice way to like yeah. kind of soften the blow with that really dragged out scene where Deacon is talking to Nick about all the people he knows that have died in really weird fucking ways. Yeah, yeah. You fall asleep in a bottom pile of leaves. Movie <laughs> <laughs> well, is just—it's—it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's—it's it's great though, man. We I honestly kind of hope we get more movies kind of like this, like just like weird perspectives on like monsters and stuff. I like it, whether it comes from these guys or somebody else. I don't know. I just kind of really like the concept of like taking crazy concepts, crazy monsters, and making them kind of funny. I just—I don't know. I personally really enjoy it. Yeah, I really love. You know, and I've, I've seen it before in some other stuff, but there's just something so appealing about taking the monster or like something fantastical and applying the kind of ho-hum reality of the world. Like, what do they do when they're not like seducing people in nightclubs while well, they're squabbling yeah. over they haven't done the dishes, uh, which <laughs> oh, big mood. Um, you know, there's something there's something so appealing and funny to like seeing these characters behind the scenes like it's well, well, he's got to clean his fancy clothes somehow like does he iron them himself like it's it's just really funny and it adds this that's what jackie's there for (laughs) (laughs) she was so fucking (laughs) yeah yeah you know just like the human element of like something fantastical it's always just very funny because of the you know like it's so unexpected um yeah it's unexpected it's relatable which is yeah it feels right it just feels right and it's like just enough to humanize it. it like the scene where they all kind of fight to save Stu was like really cute because like they could just mm-hmm. let him get demolished and no one could care. Like like they honestly kind of have no reason to care outside of Nick really because it's Nick's friend. But they all just kind of grew fond enough to him that they're just like, oh he he's cool. Like you know the the vampires in this movie just kind of painted so that like they're like we need to eat, but like we don't go out here just kind of like just causing havoc for the sake of causing havoc. And it's it's I kind of like that. I kind of like that they kind of like. They almost they humanize that aspect of the vampire, which is actually the only real bad part to being a vampire, which is you know having to he- consume human blood. <laughs> like remember the little kids? They say, "Hey, what are you guys going to do?" They um, say, "Oh, we we meet with pedophile later." Gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that part. I think that's so funny. Yeah, uh, and then it actually shows them like getting the guy, which is which is <laughs> super fun too. Um, uh, speaking of like kind of softening the blows, like how about when? Just Stu is kind of back in the house, and they cut to the like dramatic reenactment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they showed the vamp- like... the werewolves looking at him, and they don't have, they don't have no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that that scene in particular is shot with like the crappy black and white, like you know, like real paranormal experience kind of filter mm-hmm. on it. Oh, and then and then again about kind of like how. You know, it's the kind of warm and fuzzy, like, vibes of the end of the movie. It's like, oh, they, like, become friends with the werewolves now because they have Stu and they want to still be friends with Stu. So they'll, yeah. like, they'll, like, learn to get along with his new friend. Yeah, Stu is bridging the gap. He's bringing communities together. Human, vampire, werewolf. Stu is going to single-handedly bring peace to Wellington, New Zealand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like... It's crazy how good of a character Stu really is. Like, he doesn't really have to say much. He's just like helpful. It's just like not even not judgmental of anyone about anything. He's not like, oh shit, vampires. Like, this is crazy. Like, he's he's helpful. He's a part of 
he becomes like a, so much a part of your life that you're like, oh man, that's Stu. Like he's that guy to the point where they want to protect him, and that he even protects them when when Vlad gets into the fight with uh with the Beast, new lover. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And he just like stakes the guy. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh shit, like, wow. I love how Vlad was like, yeah, we like equally destroyed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was just really nice. I don't know. Because they, they could have easily did like a twist where it was like, you know, Stu actually is a vampire hunter, but he just grew fond to you, of you guys. But it was like, nah, Stu's just a regular guy. He just saw his bud didn't <laughs> attack. It was like, fuck that. I'm jumping in. Yeah. And he's literally such a regular guy that like they basically tricked him into being in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I was um, reading some interviews with uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, and basically, when they did the short film 10 years before the movie, um, they basically tricked him into being into it um, by asking him to, like, because he was, like, roommates with Taika or something, Um, they asked him to, like, help out and, like, carry some things around and whatnot, and they basically did the same thing again when they shot the film, Um, and (laughs) He, like, apparently assumed he was only going to be, like, in a handful of scenes and not be, like, a super important supporting character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just, just the, his, like, kind of confusion and, like, je ne sais quoi is, like, totally unstudied. Like, he's just seriously j- as confused and, like, chill as he seems. That's really cool. I like that. We, we should all aspire to have friends that do cool shit like that to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I hate, sometimes I hate being the graphic designer friend because I'm the one taking photos and no one takes photos of me. <laughs> oh, I know that vibe. I know. Oh God. How many gatherings I've been to with like Anastasia's family or something. They're like, yo, uh, Kendall, could you take the photo? But we need you to be in it too. So, you know, just take one without you. And then we're going to do one where, <laughs> where everybody, where, they always make sure I get in though. So I appreciate that. But they'd be like, yeah, you, you, you take the first few cause you, you take good photographs. I'm like, I am not a photographer, sir. I just know basic composition. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> that is all I got for you. You do the uh cool lean back when you take the photo. Yeah, that that like dad with a Kodak camera lean back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that you know it comes with our lifestyle. Be it anything creative, people are always like, Oh man, can you do this thing? You can say anything. You oh, can be you- like, yo, I build buildings. Somebody be like, Yo, I got a building in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the worst is when people ask you to design a tattoo, and you're like, I'm I'm not a tattoo artist, man. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Like, do you want a, do you want, like, a vector logo on your back? Like, what is the point? What are you asking for here? You don't know what you're asking for here. Just, just do something nice. That's, that's what they always say. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of photos, how about the montage where when Stu introduces them to modern technology, and uh, Vladislav goes on a selfie kick while like the hallelujah chorus plays. <laughs> oh, I can man. keep going. I could just I know I could just, just name good. scenes. It's so it's so good. And I honestly I want to see the 120 hours of random footage. Like I just need like I don't know, just cut it into random skits and just re- put it somewhere for me to randomly watch pizza stuff. Because I feel like there's probably so many nuggets of random shit that they said in there that just kind of is like, why is it so funny? Like this shouldn't be so funny, but it <laughs> But it works. It just fucking works. Like, this movie doesn't really have a story, but it kind of has a story. It's, like, really simple. So simple and straightforward. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just such a good movie. It's it's almost hard to kind of, like, 
say anything about it besides listing all of our favorite moments that happened because it's just like it's it's beloved for a reason and it's because it's, it's just so funny and well made and like just mwah, chef kiss yeah for real i don't even think there's much else to even say about it it's, it's a blast this movie is highly 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 recommended for me from brit i'm happy brit introduced the movie to me because i would have probably never heard of it otherwise because I don't think I've heard many people mention it since. I've actually introduced a few of my friends to it who never seen it. So I was, I'm I'm so happy you brought this movie. It's my life. This movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably one of my most rewatched movies ever. Now that I think about it, because um, it's just that good. And yeah. there's so many jokes that I always find something new when I watch it again. That's the sign of good comedy, right there. When you can find a new nugget every time you revisit it. Yeah, that's great. But let's uh, before we hop up out of here, Britt, uh, you want to tell people where to find you or anything like that? Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. I know Jackie yeah, appreciates thank you so- it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I guess before I drop a link, um, I just want to say, Kendall, since you specifically mentioned how much you enjoyed this kind of improv approach to movies, if you've um, never seen This Is Spinal Tap or Best in Show. Um, those oh, are both improv movies, um, and they are some of the so freaking funny. They're insane. They're so good. Um, they're both by this director called Christopher Guest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, he kind of specializes in these like mockumentary improv sort of situations. Um, so definitely check that out. And check out the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. And if you still can't get enough of dry New Zealand humor, um, check out <laughs> Our Flag Means Death, which just finished releasing its first season on HBO Max. Because at, what we do in the shadows asks, what if vampires were stupid? Uh, Our Flag Means Death asks, what if pirates were stupid? <laughs> um, uh, so with that, so you have a lot of homework, I suppose, but uh, yes. I guarantee you will enjoy all of it. Um, so, uh, wrap things up. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, to all those listeners out there, if you somehow want to see the nonsense I post on Twitter, it's at um, Brit underscore Mullen, only one T. Um, and, that, and that's the main place you can find me on the internet. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming, Brit. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you again, Kendall. It's always a treat. All right, guys. Till next time. I know. Jack ends ahead, so I guess I'll do it this time. Ooh, ghost goodbye. <laughs>